Legislative leaders agree on a budget. The Pardon and Parole Board considers a medical release for some inmates, and the OSSAA discusses summer reopening plans. It's another busy Monday. For The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris on this May 4th, 2020. The latest report from the state health department shows the number of positive coronavirus cases in Oklahoma has reached 4,044. The number of deaths now stands at 238, none reported since Saturday. More than 110 coronavirus infections reported to the state health department came from a meat processing plant in Guyman. Seaboard Foods says 116 employees at the facility tested positive for COVID-19. Several current and former employees told the Oklahomans Adam Kemp workers toil in crowded conditions and the environment was unsafe in the midst of the health pandemic. The company says it's continued to adapt to ensure the plant remains a safe workplace while continuing to produce food. Seaboard says it's following guidelines from the CDC as well as local health departments. Last week, President Donald Trump ordered beef, pork, and poultry processing plants to remain open. Most state agencies will see a 4% budget cut in the upcoming fiscal year. Legislative leaders announced Monday they have agreed on a $7.7 billion budget for 2021. The Department of Education is one of the agencies facing a cut. However, legislators say the 2.5% funding cut can be filled with federal funding for common education through the CARES Act. Lawmakers crafted the budget around a projected revenue shortfall of more than a billion dollars due to low oil prices and the effects of the health pandemic. Uh, Given the circumstances with the oil and gas revenue and also with the global pandemic, uh, we, we did an excellent job of protecting core services, including education. Uh, this budget that you will see today represents hours and hours and months and months uh, of work. Governor Kevin Stitt was not in attendance when legislative leaders unveiled the budget agreement. It's unclear if Stitt supports the budget proposal, but lawmakers feel confident they have the numbers to override any gubernatorial veto. Some Oklahoma inmates might be eligible for emergency medical parole. The Department of Corrections identified 126 individuals as having severe medical needs, but only a small number within that group meet the requirements set for parole. The Oklahoman's Kayla Branch has more. Up to 14 Department of Corrections inmates may receive emergency medical parole because they are at high risk for COVID-19. The state's Pardon Parole Board on Monday met, and Director Stephen Bickley said that the Department of Corrections had sent over a list of 14 people who not only have been classified as having the most severe medical needs within DOC facilities, but who also meet eligibility requirements set for this emergency parole docket. That means that those inmates were not serving time for a violent crime. They did not have a history of domestic violence. They wouldn't have to register as a sex offender upon release, among a few other things as well. And the reason for this medical docket is because so many advocates have reached out and said that you know having uh, prison system that is over 100% capacity makes it really difficult to keep inmates socially distanced from one another, which is the one of the top recommendations for slowing the spread of COVID-19, as well as inside facilities, it can be difficult to have access to hygiene products. And those who are in DOC facilities also have higher rates of um, different health conditions, they may be older, and those have all been cited by advocates as reasons why a docket like this uh, would be necessary. And I talked to one advocate, Colleen McCarty. She is a University of Tulsa law student and intern with Oklahomans for Criminal Justice Reform. And she recently started an online petition to push DOC and the Pardon and Parole Board to create a docket just like this. It's asking the 
Department of Corrections head Scott Crow and the head doctor at the Department of Corrections, Joel McCurdy, to certify a list for medical parole that includes um, pregnant women, people who are within 30 days to six months of getting out, anyone with an underlying immunocompromising issue, and people who are being held on detainers that would just be transported to other prison systems anyways. Um, the goal is to get those groups sort of out for the medical reason of preventing the spread of COVID-19. And the board, the Pardon and Parole Board has said that they are supportive of this type of emergency medical parole docket. So the petition is just sort of to show support for the Pardon and Parole Board and to show support for the Department of Corrections to take this swift action, even though it is unprecedented. We don't know if DOC is going to consider doing that yet, but on May 13th, the Pardon and Parole Board again will hear this new emergency medical parole docket, and they will initiate the process for as many as 14 current DOC inmates to see if they can be released early because of their high risk for COVID-19. The Oklahoma Secondary Schools Activities Association has started to look at reopening summer activities. As our Cameron Jordan reports, the governing body for high school athletics is trying to gauge when it will be safe for athletes to return. Oklahoma Secondary School Activities Association's Executive Director David Jackson sent out a release to all the member schools today, kind of detailing some plans about the upcoming summer. Uh, a bunch of coaches have been reaching out to the OSSA in recent weeks with the the 2019-20 school year coming to an end, even though it's finishing online classes inquiring the OSSA about possible sporting activities for the summer. So Jackson today uh, released a statement to schools saying that it, under his recommendation is that schools that school member schools of the OSSA do not allow their facilities to open until June 1st. Um, the OSSA has canceled all activities through June 30th, so this recommendation is just that all member schools uh, remain closed until June 1st, not letting anybody in gyms on fields start working out together to really help prevent this disease. The number one thing that the OSSA is going for is to try to make sure come June and come uh, come July, come August, that they will be able to get teams to have summer practices, that they'll be able to start sports on time. That is their main goal. Uh, Jackson just sent out this release today to kind of reiterate that to teams that, hey, if you want to start on time, you're going to have to try to follow these guidelines as close as possible. Uh, he also reiterated that the uh, that he and all of the other staff at the OSSA are continuing to monitor the situation, talking with state and local health officials, talking with uh, healthcare professionals, and watching what uh, national entities like the NCAA and professional sports leagues do as well. So the update was just to kind of let coaches know, hey, we're watching it, but we still want to recommend that you do not get into the gyms, into facilities of member schools until at least June 1st. And that is the latest update from the OSSA. Goodwill opened their doors on Monday and the organization is taking donations once again. After being closed for several weeks, CEO Jim Priest says he expects to see an influx of donations. People have been kind of storing their stuff at home and I've encouraged them to wait until we're open to bring them in. And folks really have observed that. We're accepting all donations. Now there's some things, of course, that we can't accept. Uh, we can't resell, for example, baby cribs. Uh, but everything else will be sanitized when it's brought in. It'll be appropriately quarantined, and then at the appropriate time, it'll be brought out on the floor. The retail locations are open as well, and customers can come in and stroll the aisles once again. Customers are encouraged to wear masks while shopping and keep a safe social distance while in the store. In addition, changing rooms and water fountains inside the facilities are closed. All right, that's it for today. However, tomorrow is being called Giving News Day. 
by newspapers across the country. And in these challenging times, we need your support now more than ever. Read more Tuesday on Oklahoman.com and our social media channels. This podcast is produced by Paige Dillard. For all my colleagues at The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you.